Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. And we are a call-in talk show to talk about your house. The number is one 767 4348 And here at the end of the holidays, uh, as, a, as, as a guy that owns a home remodeling company, Rosie Wright Remodeling, um, we're flooded about September with people that want all the projects done for the holidays. And that goes right up until about Thanksgiving. Uh, and then people quit calling. Uh, but baby, come the New Year Day, come January 2nd, man, the phones go on meltdown mode because everybody now has held back through the holidays. Uh, they've been building up this desire in their heart for some project they've been thinking about now for three months or six months. And baby, they want to pull the trigger on it right now. So we're here. If you'd like to take an opportunity and just visit about that project for free, no obligation, just call us right now at one 767 4348 And we've got all kinds of projects we can talk about. We did take a call from someone at Scottsdale Ranch. On, I think the call was placed on December 11th. And the question was, could I have three bathrooms done by Christmas? <laughs> the call came December 11th. Porta Johns. <laughs> I, and I said, you know, there are things we can do by Christmas, but I cannot remodel three bathrooms in two weeks leading up to Christmas. Uh, permits take longer than that. <laughs> sometimes the permits, say, especially in Tempe. <laughs> you have to be careful not to tell them, can you hold it till then? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Can you hold it till then? So we were able to meet with the, the couple and just kind of talk them through about uh, what is it that you want? Do you want a lipstick on the hall bathroom just to update it, make it look good? We can get that done in time. But do you want to take bathtubs out, put in a, a zero barrier entry, uh, walk-in shower with all new stone uh, and natural finishes with a new cabinet and vanity We can't get that done by Christmas. But one of the things we're doing right now is uh, helping people on our on our tip of the week on putting away, packing away the holidays. And I tell you, when Jennifer when Jennifer adopts a practice, uh, she really adopts a practice. And Rachel Winter uh, from Happy Home Organizers, who was on last week, talked about a rule she had that one way to stay organized is when you bring something new home, Mm -hmm. something old must leave Mm. to keep you from accumulating clutter. I like it. So when I say Sweet Jennifer can become a hardline adopter of things, I simply mentioned the other night that I was going to go to the Arizona Hiking Shack and pick up some hiking socks. She immediately wanted to know, what in my sock drawer was going to get thrown out? You really Did don't she know? Does she throw them out or repurpose them? Well, he would repurpose them. I would pitch them. <laughs> now, I've noticed in our decorating, de-packing, uh, there seem to be more things in the throwaway bin mm-hmm. than there traditionally have been in the past. 
Well, if so things, you're kind of like in a mode right I now. I am in a mode. I am in a mode. I do love the one thing in, one thing out. But what I realized, Romy, is all my drawers in the kitchen are so full. And she started talking last week about cleaning out your junk drawer. And I realized I have three junk drawers. So I cleaned them all out, threw, them, threw it all in a bucket, and I reclaimed my kitchen. I have room for all my stuff, and it's all categorized. Categorized. It's really great. Rachel was just a great incentivizer last week. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> she, Rosie looks she, like a deer in headlights. <laughs> she, yeah, she did incentivize you, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. So we're here to kind of encourage you and motivate you along today. Uh, a great time of year to do it here at the top of the year. Uh take an assessment and inventory. But if you've got that project that you've been putting off until now, and it's a project you want to try and tackle yourself, give us a ring at, at, the, at our toll-free number, one 767 4348 and we can kind of talk you through the considerations you need to encounter before wading into this project. We want to help you learn the right questions to ask. Whether you're trying to hire a professional to do the job for you or it's a project you're going to try and tackle yourself, give us a ring. You want to tackle it yourself? We can give you tricks of the trade. We can give you tips. We can give you names of tools, names of products that we've become loyal to in our 40 years of Arizona home remodeling and building. These will all help you get that project done in a way that looks truly professional, that you can really blow your chest out and get your chin and nose up high and say, I did that. Let us help you do that. one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you. Text to 411-923, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. Absolutely. Start with uh, Claire. Good morning and welcome to the broadcast. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Mm, oh, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, Miss Claire? Um, so I have a, prop, a property that has a fiberglass shower and it was built about 2004 or so. And it has a crack in the pan, a and the bottom pan and it's about eight inches long and so i'd like to either i don't know if i can tear that out tear the whole thing out and replace it with another uh, fiber fiberglass shower surround and pan or if i can patch it permanently or if there's a liner you can put on top i have no idea where to go well you have who would do it. you actually have all those options open to you claire may i ask where the property is located, generally speaking? The property is in um, 85283. Okay. Well, you could take a look at a couple things. There is a company. They are not Rosie certified, but I do know them, and I've known them for a long, long time, out in the Mesa area, called Todd's Fiberglass Repair. And you can get them and have them submit a proposal to you for repairing the fiberglass. And the one thing about repairing fiberglass is once it's repaired, it's virtually good as new. You can tear the whole thing out and replace it with any number of different products. You really aren't going to be able to overline it. 
because the we can overline tile surrounds, but we really can't overline a fiberglass tub single unit. Whatever new product's going on there, it's got to be structurally sound underneath it to support the new product on top of it for the best long term. And something interesting, I don't think this really applies to you. Uh, well, if, if they come out and say this can't be repaired, we've got to rip it out and start over. Then there's something, I actually pulled this ad out of Qualified Remodeler magazine. It's Mark E. Industries. It's an American-made product called Goof Proof Showers. And it's a Goof Proof Liner Drain. It's got a roll-on, a vinyl, and a sheet membrane. Three different options that look like a great product for do-it-yourself. I know shower linings, even in the trades, they often get improperly installed. And this, this, I'm, I'm going to play around with these. They look like this could be the solution to uh, a better durable shower pan that goes in uh, when we're at the point we need to fully remodel a shower. Have you played with the, have you seen that or played around with that at all? Well, I haven't. Um, most of our tile People are using the Schluter system. Schluter. Schluter. That's the one that we're using most often. So, Claire, you were already aware of all your options. You can repair or you can replace. But I don't think I would advise covering a cracked one-piece fiberglass shower unit. Uh, look at the repair. I think it's going to be your absolute most cost-effective method uh, and like I say, when they're repaired, uh, the, just the nature of fiberglass, it, it is virtually as good as new. So I hope that helps and gives you a, a couple ideas. Anyway. Thanks for the call and good luck with your project. Let us know in the end what route you do take. I was one of, uh, the industry, uh, publications I was reading had a report of the total spending of last year on home improvement projects in the U.S. And total, it's about $180 billion, and they actually had it broken down by state. And Arizona was listed 21st on there, and that's in spite of the growth. And I think the main reason for that is it's still just a newer state. A lot of these yeah. homes that we go into the farther east you go, the older the homes are and the more repairs they need. I bet if you redid that report as a new home built, Arizona would be in a much oh, yeah. different ranking on that. But it was still very interesting. Three, $3.8 billion spent last year in Arizona on home improvement projects. And you divide, divide that by 7 million people, which are basically about 2.5 million homes. What is that on an average per home? That's a lot of money. That's <laughs> a lot of money. So it adds up. And... And I don't see the trend slowing down. In my humble little experience, uh, the economy isn't as important to the home remodeling industry as one other thing, equity. And if people have equity, they will spend equity to get the bathroom or the kitchen that they want. And we are at near record levels of equity in our Arizona homes, but particularly if you bought in 08, 09, 10, or when 11, that was all at the bottom of the you, barrel, you are sitting on a virtual gold mine. Now, you may not be sitting on the gold mine this family is on the Mediterranean coast that you sh just showed me about in the Wall Street Journal, but we'll uh, talk about that when we get back.
don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Your fiberglass product, in my opinion, it's the right window for Arizona. Explain that a little bit. Pella's got a patented process. Uh, they pull trude fiberglass through this die. Uh, it's a matted material. So unlike a like the back of a shower enclosure, you know how it's random strands and yes, you know, it's yes. all pokey. Right, right. That's not what our windows look like. Uh, it looks like almost like a window screen mesh when it comes through and, and ready to uh, to put into the frame. And once it's all heat sealed and and made rigid, it goes through a powder coating process. So you can get a really nice looking window that's very strong, very durable. What matters is how you treat your doors and windows. They are the weakest link. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under Certified Partners. just figured out how I'm going to get new socks in the kitchen, <laughs> in the house. Jennifer's going to a movie this afternoon. I'm going to go hit Arizona Hiking Shack on the way home and load up on about 20 pair of new socks. Well, there better be 20 in the trash <laughs> when I get home. Romy, we were talking about home equity here a few minutes ago, and I've noticed uh, in my humble 40-year remodeling experience, primarily here in Phoenix, I've done some all over the state of Arizona and some in South Louisiana, but the majority of my experience is right here in the state of Arizona. People will remodel when they have home equity, particularly with interest rates as low as they are right now. Um, so you buy low, you sit in it for a few years and let the wave come back, we're at the top of the wave right now. I don't know if we're at the top of the wave, but we're in a very good position right now. We're, we've now surpassed the average median price of a home that peaked in 2007. We're now past that again. So, But I don't think any of them compare to this article you picked out. Well, it was interesting. It is a home that was built in 1913, and this is in the country of Spain, by a descendant of a wealthy merchant with long time staying a long time stance to the area. And it became for sale for the first time in nineteen eighty three. And this company and this couple uh, bought it for sixteen million Spanish pestas. Okay. P E S E T A S Pestas. Which is equivalent to a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. They Over, bought it for 100000 when? 1983. In 83, okay. So 36 years ago. A fair and, price for a, a, little, a little castle on the Mediterranean. <laughs> 6,700 square feet. A big, a big, okay, nice size. Couple is now in their 70s, and they find the property too large to handle. Yes. Has a lot of neat features like the pool. The water comes directly from the mountains above. It's piped right into the pool. Love it. Okay. Um, They've spent the entire time restoring it, keeping it to its natural age beauty, maintaining it. Paid 100000 for it in 83. 36 years later, it's listed for $24.5 million. No, oh, baby, that's some equity right there, man. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. It's a return on investment, too. Whoa. Let's say you only get half of that your asking price. 
There isn't anywhere in the world you can't move for $12 million and live the rest of your 20, 30 years. Man. Well, Jennifer was mentioning last week that Arizona is the second highest location for California to relocate. And that primarily is an equity thing because they can sell the overinflated home in California, come here, still buy our homes at the peak of appraisal, and still have lots of cash left over to live on. I just wonder when those buyers are going to dry up in California. Where, you know, where does that money keep coming from? Um, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I, they, they got a lot of folks in California. We can take them for a long, long time. Yeah. That's for sure. There was uh, a publication that I get a weekly report from, the Arizona uh, Commerce Authority. Yes. And it was stating that tech companies have turned the Southwest Valley into a hub for innovation and technology and estimate more than 9,000 tech companies in Arizona. Yeah. So that big tech Silicon Valley isn't, you know, I'm I'm not saying we're going to overcome that, but they're not going to be the dominant tech. That Southeast Valley is really driving fueled that, that industry. For, yeah. Let's see if we can take Jim, who's calling from beautiful Catalina, Arizona. Good morning, Jim. Happy New Year, my friend. Good morning. Well, Happy New Year to you too, guys, and uh, to your whole team. Really appreciate everything you guys do for us. What are you trying to tackle this year? Well, what I'd like to know, know, and maybe you can help me with, and maybe this question will help a lot of other homeowners as well, where my patio door frame connects to or meets up with the tile in our, in our living room, there's a, there's a line of grout that was put in by the builder to separate the two and hold the tile in place. Well, I think because the two dissimilar materials being the aluminum and the tile and the grout uh, react differently to changes in temperature and humidity. My grout line in that area keeps cracking and breaking apart. So my question is, what's the best material to put in that joint to reduce or eliminate the cracking? Well, there's a, there's a couple little tricks I, I told, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, I'll share tricks of the trades with you. I'll tell you one of the tricks we use when we're going up against an aluminum threshold is we take a uh, bicycle inner tube and cut it into strips and mastic apply it to the backside of the aluminum threshold. And then we grout up to that and it allows a small little expansion cushion between the aluminum and the grout. And then we then let the grout cure come back and slice a small V in it at the top, and then we apply a sanded grout in the color, yeah, a sanded, sanded caulk in the color of the grout. And that is about the most reliable way you can stop that crack from reappearing because you are exactly right. The two materials are not thermally, thermally stable, dimensionally stable, and they are going to fight each other constantly so give them a little cushion between the two and it'll eliminate a lot of that and help you a whole bunch i bet it was a chilly morning in catalina this morning (laughs) but i bet it was beautiful i was talking to our friends at temperature control in tucson and he says man we've had a snow snow covered uh setting for two weeks nice what a beautiful setting tucson with the catalinas under snow
Rosie on the house. Tip of the week. Packing the holidays away. Maybe you haven't got to it yet, and that's okay. Uh, for some reason this year, we've already got to it. Uh, and I, 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 I'm not sure exactly why all that happened. Uh, we usually kind of uh, drag it out a little bit, but this year it was just zip, zip, doom, bop, beep, boop. I think I have a couple Santa Claus hats to go pull off a couple little cactus in the front yard, and we're done. Uh, but tips on packing it away, we kind of discovered how important it is. Jennifer and I, generally, we do the undecorating and the packing. So you've just kind of adapted to each other's style over 41 years of being married. Well, last year, we had a lot of family in town. Um, I was still in intensive care, and we had other people unpack our holiday gifts, our holiday decorations. Not saying anything derogatory about any of them. It was overwhelmingly obvious, Romy. Whoever packed it away had no intention of being the person unpacking it this year. <laughs> it was a little rough. Holy. We were opening boxes thinking, man, what happened here? Got no, the we were jack thinking, in a box popping out every time. Oh, just crammed stuffed in there. Yeah. I'm thankful for all the help we had last year. No matter yeah. how it got done, it got done. They, they were trying to get the house ready for me to get home. and mm -hmm. it, it, it got done. But I'll tell you, it makes a big, big difference. Next year in the unpacking and decorating, when you've got things sorted accordingly. And boy, one of the things that we've discovered that has helped us a lot is we just cut flat cardboard sheets to use as spools to wrap up the Christmas lights. And Romy, there was a time where if one of those little low voltage lights didn't work, the whole string would go bad. And before we'd pack it away, I would replace every single low voltage bulb to try and get that string to work. No more, baby. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm over that. I've grown past that. I'm not going to spend two hours trying to save a $4 light string. <laughs> yeah. When I was saving I, for y'all's college, I had to do that. But that's done. I'm finished with that. So, uh, But if it's not working, it doesn't get packed away in our house anymore. Boom. It's done. Yeah, and I, I don't understand why they can't make a string of lights that doesn't last three or four years, much less twenty or forty. You know, lights and a wire should not be. But that's Se seasonally terminal. <laughs> when I get my my big manufacturing warehouse to make all the things that we talk about and come up with, that's going to be one of them. Uh, a lifelong. Uh, a string of lights. A Christmas you, string that'll last. You think about it. Look at Christmas lights. How they've changed. They've had um, uh, what they call C four lights. Those little uh, right. Yeah. Okay. And they told you no more than three connected. You know, you got twelve right, on three. Right. And when you start adding more, you're going to have an electrical fire and all yeah. that. Now we're down to LEDs, and I. It, it, correct me if I'm uh, mistaken. You can put seven miles together. Seven, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yet they only last three or four years. Yeah, that's, what, what's the at deal, best, man? At, I, in yeah. my experience, they last that long at the very, very best. Uh, 
But but they take absolutely no electricity, and and I, you really can string a mess of them boogers mm-hmm. together. Seven miles is a little exaggeration, but but you and can, with fiber you can optics and everything, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the home's design. So let's say I'm gonna do the front trim above the A-frame coming in the door entryway is gonna be blue, and then along the side it's gonna be green, and then on go. the edge is red. Or do the traditional. Red, green, blue, orange. I'm missing one. There's four colors in a Christmas slideshow. Anyway, you'll be able Purple. to just digitally set and and never have to take them up or put them down. They'll just be sitting inside the fascia board shining back on the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one Christmas decoration I will not put up in my front yard. What is it? I just can't get past this. The inflatables? The inflatables. <laughs> they look great at night. Then during the daytime, it looks like a wet bag of clothes in your yard. And I, You know... I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. No I, no dead frosted the snowman in your front. No, yard. no, no. Well, he melts during the day and inflates at night, but it, it just looks bad during the day. You know? uh, oh. All right. No, we, we're, we're, we have never uh, pursued the inflatable uh, ornamentation either, but we do try and get some lights up. Uh, wrapping them around that cardboard board has really helped a lot. You know, the other thing is uh, the delicate uh, Christmas tree uh, ornaments, uh, the glass bulbs. Uh, y- y'all, y'all made a bunch of the rosy 30th celebration bulbs that we gave the out. The anniversary as, as uh, ornaments? Yeah, yeah, that we gave out as gifts last year. And uh, many of them now are, are more than just the 79-cent package of six that you buy. Uh, they're actually hand-decorated uh, and gorgeous. Some, some of the ones we bought this year are from Sibley's West, and hand-painted uh, Arizona-themed Christmas ornaments. And you want to be able to save those uh, in a way that they'll be prepared to be used again next year. And one of the tips we came up with were red Solo cups. You simply take a large Tupperware bin, line the bottom of it with Solo cups turned up. You stuff a ball in each Solo cup. Put a layer of cardboard or a, a sheet down, reload it up with another layer of red Solo cups, fill each of the cups with your ornaments, and boom. That's a great way to just store the fragile bulbs uh, and ornaments that you want to save for year over year over year. Because some of these really are uh, hand-me-down beautiful pieces of art anymore. Just one tip. I told you we'd share tips with you, and that's what we're doing. And if you want to and, uh, up the game, uh, ditch the box to store them in and put them in plastic containers. Uh, they last a lot longer, and you can put a bag over the plastic container to keep the dust in, the bugs out. There you go. A texter repurposes electrical spools to hold his Christmas lights, has almost about 2,000 LEDs, and has a tool that tracks down the burnt-out bulb and takes about three minutes to find and replace oh. the burnout one. And that's cool. You know, that would be worth it. But I'm, I love it. I, that's still not a lifetime solution. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Greg's called in. Let's see if we can welcome Greg to the conversation, see how we might be able to help him. Good morning, Mr. Greg, and Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. I was calling. I was talking to your wife about the uh, a pigeon problem that I've had since I've lived out here in Buckeye for almost three years now. I was going to put a system up, a pigeon control wiring system up there, but never have yet. But I did have some guys out about a month ago from a, a, a pest control company that does pigeon control systems. 
and they found some damage up there where my house on the top floor, it's a two-story house out in Buckeye, it's missing about a six-foot section of stucco where the stucco has been stripped off of the, 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 the plywood in the styrofoam, and it's stripped down to the, the bare plywood and, and a little bit of chicken wire remnant left over there. And he didn't know whether the contractor that built the house didn't finish that part of the house and just left it because you can't see it from the ground, or the pigeons have actually torn it up to that extent if they can do that. But they're, they're pretty monstrous pigeons if that's what's happened because wow. stucco was, it's literally been torn off. And he sent me some pictures on my email where you can see the bare plywood with just the chicken wire covering over it. And you can see where the chicken wire has been like pulled up some. But he couldn't tell because it's not like a clean border where the styrofoam ends and it goes to bare plywood. It's not clean. It's like a jagged cut there that almost looks like it's been pecked and torn out by these flying rats. But I don't know if that's the case or not. He didn't know either. But I need to get that fixed before I get the pigeon control system put up because he said they'll they'll just take it down when, when whatever system they put up there, they put up the wires or the spikes or whatever, um, they'll just uh, they'll take the pigeon control system down to fix this damaged uh, stucco and and, uh, and styrofoam up there that I need to get replaced. And I needed a contractor, or if you knew a contractor that would do that kind of work before I have the pigeon control system put in. And he didn't have any references that he could refer me to. Well, I'm going to have to do a little exploring myself. But, Greg, he's emailed you some photographs. I'd love you to send those to me so I could see what we're dealing with. Yeah, I can when, forward them to you. Absolutely. In our remodeling world... When I need some stucco done to a room addition or stucco repair, there's a company called Stucco Renovations. Uh, but Doug lives uh, in the East Valley, uh, and I don't know. Tempe. The, yeah. Well, that's the East Valley. You don't think I, that's. <laughs> that's like Central. You want to call that Central? Okay. <laughs> I guess I've been here too long. Uh, that's South. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Doug um, may know someone or maybe one of his tradespeople would be able to come out and take care of it. Let me just see what the extent of the damage is so I can kind of go through my Rolodex at the office and see if I can find somebody for you. Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll forward those to you. You got an email I can send them to? Yeah, just send it to info at rosyonthehouse.com and put in the subject line, put photos January 4th. And then, then my staff will know that's something I asked for during the radio show, and I wanted to see it, and it'll get to my desk much faster. Photos, January 4th, and it's info at rosyonthehouse.com. That's right. Cool. I'll do that today, then. I greatly appreciate it. I figured you might have a, a reference for a person to fix that, but the, he, he emailed me the pictures, and I didn't know how bad it was. And I've heard the thing scratching around up there before, and it's almost like they had gotten into the attic and were inside the attic, but he didn't know if that was the case or not. But my, the attic is right above the master bedroom on the upper level, and you can hear them up there cooing and scratching and stuff. And I really developed a dislike for pigeons since I lived out here, obviously. <laughs> I dislike I the just, pigeons in Atlanta, but that's a personal yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because it's farm country out here, and there's just giant flocks of billions of pigeons. Oh, and I yeah. used to live in Goodyear in Estrella Mountain. It's kind of it's more developed out there, but there was no pigeon problem at all. And I don't know if the, the developers out there knew something that they don't know out here in Buckeye, but pigeons out here are just, they're, they're just everywhere, like, you know, literally flying rats. Well, they are. And if they find anybody in your subdivision that's kind to pigeons by feeding, it is grossly exasperating the problem for you. And that is very often what we find. 
someone in the neighborhood is encouraging the flocks to inhabit that particular area. Uh, and if you see a home in your subdivision that's more inundated than yours, that's probably the prime suspect. <laughs> but send me the pictures, and, and we'll, we'll find somebody to get that stucco repaired for you. And for the Atlanta Falcons fans, it's Gary just smack talk. That was producer Gary D that made that comment, and you can direct those inquiries to him. You said the F word on the air, man. Shame <laughs> on you. Hey, and listeners sent me a website, trimlight.com. It is a universal year-round solution for your holiday lights. You just leave up all the time, and look at that. That's a programming sequence, so you can change the colors. And You know, Romy, when you mentioned that, uh, that was actually something I saw at the International Builder Show about two years ago, and they were still in the developmental stages of it. Um, but I sat and visited with them for a long time, so it's interesting to see they've actually made it to market. Trimlight.com, very neat. I'm excited to get to Las Vegas uh, in two weeks because we're going to be Jennifer and I will be back at the International Builder Show. I missed last year. Uh, it'll be interesting what what what's out there, what's new. And one of the last ones I went to, the hardware show, where they had single bulbs that you could change lights to program, like for your kids' high school or your college games or whatever. And so that's kind of like this on steroids. But Julia said that's very, very popular in the Midwest. Permanent lights up. Well... I have a really hard time with this uh, listener appreciation giveaway. There's Phoenix Suns tickets, but they're all completely digital. So all I know is we have some to give away, but I don't have the physical tickets, and it's not listed anywhere what game or for when this is. Sounds like the Suns were ahead of the game with decluttering <laughs> digitally. They were. They really were. It's kind of neat. Um, so the only thing it does require who, the winner to create an account to claim it from us. So you'll get a, you know, this set of tickets is gifted to you by Rosie on the house. If you already have an account, then you just claim it. If you don't, you have to create one and then claim it. But if you'd like to go, um, Lance said he put in the answer to the trivia question, but I don't even see the trivia question <laughs> anywhere. Hang on. Maybe it's in this broadcast. Maybe scroll down here to 10. Ton, da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. Tickets are for January 7th against Sacramento Kings, 7 p.m., um, again, he has the answer, but not the question. So, hey, if you want to go, just text Suns. <laughs> and we'll pick a random text, to, four, text to 411-923. Okay, text Suns to 411-923. And then we'll just pick a random. Two tickets to the Phoenix Suns versus Sacramento Kings in just a couple days. It's January 7th. So, give it a try. Good luck. Hey, what are the takeaways from today's show? Boy, we've covered a lot of ground. In the 7 o'clock hour, we talked about Arizona bucket lists. And boy, the takeaway I'd like to have for all of our listeners is put yourself together a bucket list of things to accomplish and see in the great state of Arizona. We broke it down by category. What museum? What trail? What event? What venue? Uh, put together your own bucket list and get them calendared and let's get them Let's get them done together. We'll provide you the encouragement all year long. Because if you're taking care of your house, you'll have the time to go out and enjoy the great state. We brought in Julie Murphy at 8, Murphy at eight o'clock and talked local produce. 
And one thing that we never even mentioned on uh, or hit on in that is one of the, you know, with farmers markets, what advantage that is in the reduction of food packaging waste. Uh, you know, you've got so much of our waste that comes from our food isn't necessarily the food. The food can all be composted and recycled and used for your own, you know, yard, lawn, garden, yard. But it's the packaging that it all goes into. Well, you eliminate so much of that when you go shop at a local farmer's market. That uh, Bring all this produce home in a paper bag. Yeah. Well, I'm stopping at the one farmer's market on the way home and see get if those he's onions. got... Get Man, he's got me... <laughs> My mouth watering for them onions, and I'm can you pronounce that? No, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Just look for Crooked Sky Farms because he says he's at that one as well. It's Roadrunner. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna check that one out. So that's your takeaway in the eight o'clock is get to the farmers market and enjoy the the locally produced produce, not only for the health of it, but for how green a commitment and sustainable a commitment that is. Nine o'clock hour, we tried to encourage you to. Set your fanny down in front of your computer. Go to rosieonthehouse.com. Go to the top of the page where it says log in. Hit log in and get subscribed to Home Zada. And we're not asking you to make an expensive investment here. We're talking about a one-year membership for 60 bucks, And it's going to help you get digitally organized and decluttered. It's going to be a huge asset for you in the future under any one of a number of different scenarios. And just on your own time, you'll save at least that in efficiency and reduce trips to the hardware store and staying on top of your your home maintenance. It, it, it'll save you beyond that. And the takeaway for this last and, hour is as you're packing and unpacking, as you're undoing the Christmas holiday decorations, take the time to pack them in a way that'll be easy to unpack next December. Hey, Miss Phyllis called in last break with a tip she had. She said she'd been doing it for a long time. She was elderly. But she, in her little storage room in her house, she puts eye bolts up in the ceiling. And from those eye bolts, she puts uh, a circle of thread and then, and then puts a curtain, like a, a dowel through them. So the okay. dowel is perpendicular to the ceiling, right? No, okay. it's, it's parallel. I'm sorry. Okay. And then she, she uses that rod to hang like her garland and her wreaths and stuff, so she doesn't have to put it in plastic. And it's in a it's a closet in the house, so it's not dusty. But it's just a great way not to have to crumple them. I, I have to admit, I crumpled quite a bit of garland to get it in those plastic buckets. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty clever idea. You got an extra storage room. A very clever idea. So well, since so uh, universal lights have already been invented, I'm going to interview and inter- inter- uh, that mm-hmm. invent. Um, let's say universal holiday decoration. Like maybe it's something in your yard that when Easter comes up, you know, Jesus pops up on the crucifix and then it sinks down and like comes on rotation and here comes 4th of July and the American flag is going to come out and then it'll sink there back down. <laughs> Just don't make go. them inflatable, Christmas please. Christmas is going to come along and little baby Jesus will pop up. <laughs> It'll just have this big wheel underground that every holiday it'll automatically just pop up your new decor. We try and leave y'all with takeaways from every show. If you're looking for help or information about your house, home, or castle, until next Saturday's broadcast, check us out at rosieonthehouse.com, the number one contractor referral directory in the entire state of Arizona. And it's free to you.
the Arizona homeowners. Have a great week.